You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Give us a scripture. First of all, in the book of Isaiah chapter 46, verses 10 and 11. Isaiah 46, verses 10 and 11. Amen. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country, <laughs> indeed, I have spoken it. And I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it. I will also do it. There are things that God has proposed to do, you know, in your lives and through you. <laughs> Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. I'm serious. While I was praying and preparing to just come and share with us this morning, early this morning, I had a vision. And that vision... What I saw is found in the book of Genesis chapter 2 from verse 10. Genesis chapter 2. We're going to come back to this scripture. Let me share that vision. In that revelation, I saw like I was here, you know, in the church. And there was a river, you know, that was flowing from this place. And it got to a point. This river was flowing with force and power. And, you know, it was, it was not just ordinary water. It was like water that was mixed with fire. Wow. Wow. Yes. And when I saw that, then before you knew it, the river divided into two. Amen. So I began to wonder, and I was praying, like, God, what does this mean? I mean, how and why did the river divide? And then the Lord gave me this scripture. Now a river went out of Eden to do what? To water the garden. And from there, it what? It parted and became four river heads. One of the things that the Lord put in my heart was this, that when a river is going, one of the things that makes a river to part is when it meets with obstructions, when it meets with obstacles, when it meets with hindrances. You know, what that hindrance and what that obstacle doesn't know is that its being there is about to unleash the power of that river. It's going to make it more powerful. Now look at this. It says, and it parted into how many heads? Four heads. Let's read on. The name of the first is Pison. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah where there is gold. So the river came out, and then it parted, and one side went to discover where the gold is. There's a river that is in this house. God is parting that river himself. There have been obstacles in the past. There have been difficulties in the past. But God is saying to you as a church, God is saying to this house that he is parting the rivers himself. And one of those river heads is going to discover gold. The gold that is in this land. 
God is using the river that is here to discover gold. Let's go on. Verse 12. And the gold of that land is good. Delium and the onyx stone are there. Precious stones. Hallelujah. Let's go on. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. Let's go on. The name of the third river is Hidekel. It's the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is what? The Euphrates. Praise God. So there is a river of discovery that is flowing. River of power that is flowing. I, I, was, I was amazed when, when, when the woman of God was talking this morning and talking about how they went to Durban and how the fire of God manifested. And I said, wow, now I remember the revelation I saw. The river that was going with fire. There is a dimension of the fire of God that is going to manifest in this house. Praise the Lord. And I'm saying this morning that great things are about to happen. You think you've seen anything yet. You haven't seen nothing. God is going to do things that are beyond your imagination. I pray the Lord will take us there together. In the precious name of Jesus our Lord and Father, we give you glory this morning. We want to thank you for the opportunity once again to share your word. We ask that you will speak, O oh God. You will speak your word from heaven into the hearts of everyone in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, use me, O oh God, as your vessel, as your oracle. Cause my mouth and my tongue to be like the pen of a ready writer. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that no obstacle will stand. That every hindrance and every limitation and every stagnation and every bondage will be broken. In the name of Jesus. And all the destinies of men will be loosed into fulfillment. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning I'm talking about the pursuit of supernatural purpose. The pursuit of what? Supernatural purpose. Praise God. And so we get back to the scripture we read in the book of Isaiah. Amen. Isaiah 46 and verse 10. Purpose is the result, is a result or an effect that is intended or desired. It's a result or an effect that is intended or what? desired. Purpose is also the reason for which something is done or created or for which a thing exists. When a thing exists, it has a reason. It has a purpose. So you and I, we have what? A purpose. We're created for a reason. We're made for a purpose. And so God speaks here and he says he's declaring the end from the beginning. So what happens is this. When God begins to do things, when God, you know, sits in eternity, when he, when he sits above time, when he sits before you and I were born and made, you know, he, he began to plan and began to craft out and began to arrange how things were going to be. Amen. And right from that time, the Bible would say here that he declared the end. Right from that beginning, he declared the end. And from the ancient times, things that are not saying, my counsel shall stand. I want to declare to you this morning that the counsel of God over your life is going to stand. Now, it doesn't matter what the devil has been doing. 
It doesn't matter what situations have been doing. It doesn't matter what the economy has been doing to you. It doesn't matter what that sickness has been doing in your body. But listen to me, there is a purpose, there is an eternal purpose of God. That purpose of God cannot be changed by anybody. The hand of God has crafted it and the power of God will bring it to pass. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is going to do it. He's going to do it. And his counsel will stand. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, of course, is a scripture that we all know. I believe, you know, the amount of power, power words that comes to us, the amount of, you know, revelational words that comes to us in this house is amazing. Wow. You know, our pastors are richly endowed with God's word. Wow. Yes. So what, whatever I'm saying, just take it as it is, okay? I'm only following behind. All right? It says, before I formed you in the womb, I what? And before you were born, I did what? I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Verse 6, let's read on. We're going to read to verse 7. Then said I, our Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Oh my God. God is saying to Jeremiah, and God is saying to somebody here today. Yeah, there is that purpose of God that is on your life. There is that thing that God wants to bring to pass through you and in you. And you are looking at yourself and you're wondering, am I really the one that God is talking about? You are that man. You are that woman. You are that boy. You are that girl. You are that person that God is going to bring to pass his purpose and his word and his will concerning you. Now, don't despise who you are. It does not matter what has happened all this time. It doesn't matter, the, you know, the things that have happened in your past. It doesn't matter the evil things that have happened to you. It doesn't matter how the devil tried to bring you down. There is a purpose and you will manifest it. I'm speaking to you today. You will manifest it. Somebody tap yourself on your chest. Say, I will manifest the purpose of God, the will of God. Hallelujah. So there is what used to happen to us sometimes, you know, when God would say things, usually God would speak above you, you know, because he is eternal. I mean, he is almighty. You know, he sits above the cycle of the earth. Everything is so little before him. The heaven is his throne. The earth is his footstool. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's the beginning and he's the end. He rules over everything. He's the father of all creation. And so sometimes when he's speaking, he's speaking from his dimension. He's speaking from that eternal dimension. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when he's speaking to you, because you are living in this, you know, this finite world, this world that is fallen, this world that has all kinds of trials and troubles and all kinds of issues, you know, so you begin to want to interpret the words and the purposes of God based on your experiences. But God is saying to you today, rise above your experiences. 
rise above your past. Rise above your situations. Rise above your issues. There is what is coming that is beyond what you have ever seen. I speak to you today. Understanding that God has sent me to say this. Praise the Lord. So there is a purpose for everyone. Irrespective of our history. Irrespective of, you know, uh, 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 our story. Irrespective of our struggles. You know, I want you to know that there is something more. How many of you have looked at yourself? No. And you've said to yourself, no, my life cannot just be all about this. I am beyond this. I am greater than this. I am bigger than this. There is something more. I have not yet seen it, but I can feel it. That something is happening somewhere. I need to connect to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you say to yourself, there is something more. There is the reason why you say so to yourself sometimes. Sometimes you utter it to yourself. Sometimes it's just a thought in your mind. But you know why you say so? It's because truly there is something greater. Your spirit is actually connecting with the spirit of God. There are certain truths. There are certain things that God is about to do. And somehow your spirit is sensing it. And is bringing that understanding to your mind. And your mind is saying, yes, there's something more. But I I cannot place my finger on it. Is anybody there? Hallelujah. You can't place your finger on it. But you just know there is something more. I want to speak to you this morning to let you know that God is taking you from where you are and he's taking you somewhere else. It might not be geographically. Amen. It might be spiritual. It might be financial. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is doing something in your life. And God is saying something to you today. You will not remain where you are. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? I said, can you say amen? Praise God. For us to get this dimension... And to be able to move into what God has for us. I want you to know this. And I'm sure you already do know. That life is a journey. Right? Okay? Life is a journey. It's like a pilgrimage of sorts. Okay? So you get from one point to the other. And all of that. And if we are going to arrive. At the fullness of the purpose of God. Like Jeremiah that was a child. In his own eyes, in his own estimation, because of what nature had told him, because of what people had told him, because of what family had told him. So that was his mindset. And God says, no, you don't have to think that way. Think beyond that. Think outside of the box. Tell yourself that I am greater than this, that I am bigger than this. Now, if that is going to happen, then there are things that we must pay attention to. Number one, we must understand the power of supernatural revelation. The power of what? The power of supernatural revelation. Listen to me. There is something that life does to people. Life, you know, with all its issues and all its happenings, there's what it does to you and me. It gives us a mindset. Do you understand what I'm saying? It gives us a perspective. 
it gives us a kind of, you know, a pattern of thinking and making us to feel that our life is actually supposed to just be, you know, on this particular plane alone. On this particular plane alone. But God is saying to you that it's beyond that. And one of the ways by which we can be able to rise out from that understanding that the nature and life and issues and struggles have put in our hearts is for us to be able to latch on to the power of supernatural revelation. Amen. Because when that supernatural revelation comes to you, it begins to tell you things from God's perspective. It begins to tell you from a higher point of view. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, when you are in an airplane, now, you are just here in Midrand. You are in your car, and that's this, you know, these are the number of buildings you see and all of that. But the moment you enter into an airplane, you enter into a helicopter, you discover that the view changes. It's now wider. It's now more expansive than what you were seeing before. In fact, what you thought was big becomes small. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, that is what supernatural revelation does to you. It turns your mind. It changes your perspective. It makes those things that look like so mountainous before you. It turns them to become like, like, like ants before you. You suddenly begin to see that this mountain is really not so big. This problem is really not so strong. Because you are seeing it from the dimension of eternity. You are seeing it from the dimension of the omnipotence of the almighty God. Hallelujah. Now, that is what supernatural revelation does. And if we are going to migrate from where we are to where we ought to be, then there is a necessity that these revelations must come to us. And so I want you to lift up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, today I submit myself for supernatural revelation. Hallelujah. Let's look at examples in the scripture. Look at a man called Moses. Moses was a man that was trained. He was so well trained and so skilled. This man was a military general. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He was a military general and, you know, he had his own training. He had his own skill. He had things that he understood and knew, you know. But you know what? That was going to be a limitation for him. So God, God had a purpose for him for you know, bringing him and making him who he is as Moses, there was something that was greater for Moses. So it was not all about being a general. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You might be an engineer, you might be an architect, you might be a doctor, whatever you may be, you might be a pastor, you know, whatever you are, you may be a student. Let me tell you, listen, the, the purpose of God is beyond what you are even training for. What you are doing, what you are arranging for yourself, there is something greater and it is going to be manifested in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the book of Acts chapter 7 from verse 20 to 25. Acts chapter 7 verse 20 to 25. It says, at this time Moses was born and was well pleasing to God. He was brought up in his father's house for three months. Amen. Okay, go on. But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. Go on. And Moses was learned, learned all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. Now, when he was 40 years old, it did what? It came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. All right? 
And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. 25. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. This guy, you know, he had all the time he had grown up, you know, as a prince in the house of Pharaoh, and he had grown up to become, you know, a general. He had been trained, he had been tutored, he had gone and he had won some wars and all of that, and he was a famous man of valor. Amen? But that was not enough. There is something greater. So in the eyes of God, it's like, man, well, this is, just, this is just little. I want to say to you this morning that whatever you may have achieved, whatever you may have accomplished, is little compared to what God is going to bring you into. Then it came into his mind. He did not study it in school. He didn't go to the military academy to learn this. It came into his mind by revelation. God made him to know that, listen, Moses, your life is beyond your military career. I am raising you to be a prophet. I'm raising you to be a father over a nation. You are greater than this, Moses. Hallelujah. Yeah. By revelation, he got to know this. And he thought maybe his brethren would know, but they didn't know. Well, but that's all right. Somebody said that's all right. Even if your brothers don't know who you are, that's all right. Even if your family doesn't know, that's all right. Even if your colleagues at work don't know, that's all right. It doesn't matter. It's okay. So long as God has planned it and you already know it, you are going to enter into it. I said you are coming into it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That is what supernatural revelation gave to him. He now knew. Oh, my life is beyond this military career. My life is beyond living in the palace. My life is beyond Egypt. There is something greater that is resting upon my spiritual shoulders. And I know that God is bringing me into it. And he knew this. But it came by revelation. May whatever it is that God is actually bringing into your life, may your heart begin to perceive it. May your eyes begin to see it. And may your hand get it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's look at another person. Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was a distinguished lawyer. He trained under one of the, the, the most, you know, a, 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 a great, you know, lawyer of his day. That was called Gamaliel. But that was not all. Thank God for that accomplishment. Amen. But that was not all. There was something greater. Praise God. Let's look at Acts chapter 9, from verse 10 to 15. Acts 9, 10 to 15. Now, there was, before this time, you know, Apostle Paul, who was, you know, this great lawyer and also a persecutor of the church. He was going about, you know, persecuting the church, killing people and all of that. And he was on one of those trips. Then the Lord came and, you know, he had this visitation and the Lord struck him down. He became blind and he was taken, you know, to one of the cities and kept there. So here was someone that had a revelation from the Lord Jesus. He says, now when there was, he said, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he says, here I am, Lord. Keep going. We're going to read to uh, verse 15. Okay. So the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street that is called Straight. And inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might, what, receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, 
I have heard from many about this man. Lord, you, you don't have the current news. You don't have the current information, Lord. I have heard. You are right there in heaven, you know, but I've heard from someone here. Someone has just told me about this guy you are talking about. This guy, this man, I've heard about this man, how, how much harm he has done to your saints. Listen, God, your saints, the people you love, the ones you shed your blood for, this guy has been doing so much harm to them. Huh. So, God, if you don't know, I just want to give you the current information. Yeah. All right. Let's go on. And he goes further. And here, he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name, O Lord. In case you do not know. Listen, when he said, and here, he was really telling the Lord, you know, you are there. But you know what? This guy has authority here. And there are people in power here. And this guy is connected here. And he has power from these men here to bind your saints. Anyone that calls on your name. I just want you to know. <laughs> Praise God. Let's go on. Let's go on. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel unto mine, vessel of mine, to bear my name before Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Now look at that. Let's read on. For I will what? I will show you. This guy thinks he's still a lawyer. Good. <laughs> he thinks he's still a persecutor. Good. I have already started doing something in him. But I'm going to do what? I'm going to show him how many things he will suffer for my name's sake. Amen. Saying to him, yeah, I know all those things. But the moment this revelation comes on him, all his wings will be broken. And his horns will be cut off. Amen. May the revelation of God come to you. Amen. And so God began to reveal to this apostle and began to show him, this is your life. This is how your life will be. This is the way you're going to go. This is how you're going to go to preach to this and preach to that. And you read through the book of Acts. You hear you so many times, you know, it tells about how, you know, the Lord spoke to him, specifically telling him how he was going to lead him into the land of the Gentiles and he would preach and all of that. Praise God. I'm saying to somebody today that it's beyond all your achievements. I'm saying is more than what you have ever thought about. I'm serious. When they told me to come and minister today, listen to me, I almost rebelled. She's here. She will tell you. I almost rebelled in, in the sense that I, I, I didn't, I, 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 I just felt, wow, these guys, these guys are so blessed, you know. Pastor Eric, Pastor Uba is there. How, what am I even going to say? You understand what I'm saying? When I, when I went to pray, 
And as I was getting up from my bed, it was a revelation that came to me. And he said to me, he said, there are people that I need you to speak to. They need to come out of where they are. He says, there's something I need to bring them into. And you must go and announce it to them. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so let's look at another example. Okay, let's take Gideon. 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 Gideon was a man who was a failure. So listen to me. You may not be a general. You may not be a lawyer, a distinguished one. You know, well-known and well-connected. You may not be any of those things. In your own mind, you may be a failure. Or life may have told you you are a failure. Are you hearing me? Your family may have told you you are a failure. Situations around you may have told you you are a failure. But I want you to know today that there is something greater. You are beyond that dimension and that level of failure that life has been calling you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's read the book of Judges. Judges chapter 6. Let's read Judges chapter 6. And I think we just need to do this quickly because there's a lot we need to cover. There's a lot we need to cover. Judges chapter 6 from verse 11 to 16. Judges 6, 11 to 16. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the Tabernacle tree, which is an opera, which belonged to Joash the Abia's right. While his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. Keep going, just keep going. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Ah, and Gideon said to him, Oh Lord, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, if the Lord is with me, I wouldn't have gone through you know, the problems I went through last year. Oh, my marriage would not have failed. Oh, my children would not have had so much problems. Oh, my, my, my finances would not have been so in, in the red like it is right now. Things would have been going better and smoother. But listen, it doesn't matter what is happening around you. God sees you as a mighty warrior, as a man of valor. Turn your eyes away from your situation. Turn your eyes away and close your ears from what life is telling you. And listen to what Jehovah God is saying to you. Praise God. And he says, if, why have all these things happened to us? Where are his miracles which our fathers told us about? Huh? How God brought them out of Egypt? But now, the Lord has forsaken us. And he has delivered us into the hand of the Moabites. Now, why was he saying this? He was saying this because of the present situation. Yeah? He was saying this because at that time, they were under, you know, they were under this, this tyrannical rule. Under the influence of these other nations that were ungodly. By the time, you know, their harvest will be ready, where, where they are, they're, they're trying to get their stuff into their house, then all these, 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 these men and, and these warriors would now come and take over all their harvest. Hasn't it happened to someone here? Where sometimes it's like you have labored so much and it's like, man, it's now time for me to just, you know, have time with my family. And then one problem crops up. And then the other thing comes up. And then before you know it, the money is just going. And everything is going up in smoke. And you say, what have I done to God? It looks like God has forsaken me. Listen, God has not forsaken you. I'm talking to you this morning. He has not forsaken you. The Lord is with you. You mighty man. You mighty woman of valor. 
Praise God. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? (laughs) With all that God was saying, listen, he said, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest. And I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. And you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. The revelation of God came to him to help him see that it is beyond what you know right now. It's beyond what you are experiencing. It's beyond the pain. It's beyond the struggle. It's beyond the tears. Is beyond every one of those things that have stopped you and walked against you. God is saying to you, is saying to me, is saying to every one of us today that there is something bigger and it's coming to pass in your life. I don't know if you believe what I'm saying. Praise God. It's beyond what you have ever known. Hallelujah. In the eyes of God, you are greater. In the mind of God, you are a mighty warrior. Praise the Lord. I need you to know this. That divine revelation is like a seed. It's like a seed that is planted into your heart. That is what revelation is. Whenever God gives a revelation to you, it's a seed. Take that. Understand that it is a seed. It is not just a wasted, you know, thing that God has done. In short... It's like a divine sperm. Yeah, that's what the revelation is. Amen? Amen. It's planted into your heart. And every revelation has future embedded in it. Every revelation that God gives to you has a future. Somebody say this with me. Say, every revelation revelation that God gives to me me has a future in it. Every revelation that God gives to me has a future in it. Hallelujah. And because it has it, it's just a seed. A seed has a great future. When you see a seed of corn, it looks, it looks weak and just one tiny thing. But inside that seed of corn, you can have a great, a great farm. Because by the time you plant it and it comes out, the stalk comes out, and it comes out with so many, you know, cobs, all right? And then you take those, those ones and then you plant them again. Before you know it, the whole place is covered. Amen. Yes. And that is what the revelation of God is Amen. to you. Amen. As a seed, it must be nurtured so that what is infused and invested in it will not be lost. So when you receive a word from God, when you receive a revelation from God, you need to nurture it, you know. You need to take time and pray over it. You need to take time and, you know, just protect it from the enemy. Because the enemy knowing that this is what the God has said to you, he will now begin to fight. He will now try to see how he can root it out of your heart. Is that not true? You know the parable of the seed and the sower? Yeah, when the seed was sown, he said some birds would come and they would take off some and some were by the wayside and people would trample on them and they would die. Some would be by, you know, the rocky ground and they would grow up a little bit. But when the sun comes, they die off and all of that. But some would fall on good ground. May the revelation of God be on good ground in your heart. May you nurture it and may you keep it so that it will bring, bring, bring to pass the purpose of God. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, divine revelation is a weapon of war. Yeah, it is a weapon of war. That is how you fight your way into your inheritance. Praise the Lord. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. I think we're going to do this quickly now so that we can finish in time. All right. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. If you want to wage the good warfare, you need to have those prophetic visions and those prophetic revelations from God. Why was it that this man, though, you know, he had thrown away his uniform, his military uniform, and now he took the staff, you know, of the prophet, and he carried the staff with him, and he went to Egypt and was talking to Pharaoh. Why was it that every time Pharaoh spoke to him and says to him, well, I'm not going to let you people go, why is it that Moses did not give up? Moses would not give up because God had revealed this thing to him. The revelation was clear. There was nothing that was going to steal that word from his heart. And that was why the people would eventually come out of Egypt. Because Moses nurtured the prophetic word. He nurtured it. He protected it. He wouldn't allow the enemy to steal it from him. May the word of God, may the revelation of God that is coming to you not be stolen. May it not be stolen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So by the prophetic word, you fight strategic battles. You fight strategic battles to enter into your inheritance, to enter into your promise. There is what God has said, but you use that word. You use that revelation. You use that, that encounter you had with God to be able to fight into your destiny, to be able to enter into your inheritance and to, to, to receive the things that God has spoken concerning you. Praise the Lord. Number three, divine revelation is a spiritual compass. It's a spiritual compass. A compass is an instrument to determine geographic direction. Is that not true? Okay, because you are now, we're talking about us. You know, you know the, the, we said that the purpose of God when we, when we come and, 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 and we get to know God and then we want to enter into our purpose, it's like, you know, a pilgrimage, so to say. But of course, that revelation of God is what helps you to know whether to go this way or the other. Amen. Yeah. Like our pastors here, they know that what God has said to them is Midran. That is why there is no money you can give to them today to go to Cape Town. There is no money you can just give to them to just say, okay, let's them just leave Midran and move to New York. No. The prophetic revelation that came to them the, 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 the word of God that came to them specified this place. Amen. And if along the line God speaks further, then they would know what to do. Amen. When God spoke about Alex, they knew what to do. Amen. What's the name of the other church now? Kempton Park. When God began to speak about Kempton Park, they knew what to do. Amen. It was a guidance. It was like, you know, a compass that God gave to them Amen. to be able to find their way around to fulfill destiny. May the Lord give you a compass. May the Lord give you direction. May the Lord help you to move into your destiny. To enter into your inheritance. In the name of Jesus. Divine revelation is like a GPS that takes you into your destiny. It's like a GPS. Hallelujah. Yesterday we are looking for where a pastor, you know, one of our pastor friends had come from Tanzania. And we just wanted to get to see him, you know, to have some time together. 
And, you know, uh, Pastor Eric had to activate this GPS of his. And then, you know, he was directing us, oh, you go here. And then from here, you turn left after one meter, after two meters, you turn to your right and all that. And then you get to your destination. Now, that is what divine revelation does to you. It helps you to find your way. You will not lose your way. Somebody is not going to lose her way. Concerning your marriage, you will not lose your way. Concerning your children, you will not lose your way. Concerning your business, you will not lose your way. Concerning your spiritual life, you will not lose your way. In the name of Jesus. Concerning your finances, you will not lose your way. In the name of Jesus. Concerning the things that are coming to pass, you will not lose your way. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we said it's like a spiritual journey. Look at the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 8 to 10. Hebrews 11 from verse 8 to 10. Hallelujah. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. He went out, what? Not knowing where he was going. Now, this is the same thing with every one of us. Yeah, we start out in life, we really don't know how tomorrow is going to be. Is that not true? There are certain uncertainties. There are some things you just, you're not really care, you're not really clear about. You know, how it's going to happen this year or maybe next year or maybe 2018 or 2019 or 2020. You really do not know. But you know what? There is divine revelation that God will give to you. That when things are happening, you are just at peace. You are just at rest. You are not confused. You are not worried. Because you know that God is taking you somewhere. And because he has already shown you, given you a glimpse of it. And as you are moving by faith, God is just directing you further. And that was the experience of this man. Hallelujah. By faith he obeyed, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelled in the land of promise, as in a, in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, and the heirs with him of the same promise. Let's go on to verse 10. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is who? Is God. So there, there is what you are coming into that is only God that can make it. It's not Jacob Zuma. It's not your, it's not your minister of health. It's not your minister of education. It's not your minister of finance. Not any one of those people. Hallelujah. God is the maker of that destiny. He's the maker of that future. And he alone knows how it looks like. And he will begin to lead you into it. If you trust God, say amen. amen. If you believe God, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So there are spiritual points. There are spiritual locations. There are spiritual territories which we must enter into. We must pass through in our life. Yeah. The Bible will say about the children of Israel, they move from nation to nation. They got to nation, and that was not their place. And God would say, you still need to move further. And they get to a place, that was not their rest. They still needed to move further. And they just kept moving by the leading of God, by the revelation of God, until they came into the promised land. You will enter the promised land. I said, you will enter the promised land. Praise the Lord. I want to say something. I want to say something. There is what the Lord began to say to me about the conspiracy and the tyranny of your present situation. The Lord told me that there are people, you see, where you are presently in life, where you are presently, probably in your finances, where you are presently, probably spiritually, there is a conspiracy to keep you tied down there, to remain at that point. Listen to me. You know what? If you are stagnated, 
and you are not making progress, if you are just marking time, if you are just moving around in circles, you need to understand that there are certain inheritances. There are certain things that you can never get into. You might get some crumbs. You might get some little things. You know, you, you, might, you might have some bread. You might have some manna. You know, you might have some water from the rock. You know, you might have, you might, you might, you might have some, 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 uh, uh, some meat to eat. But you know what? You have not yet entered into that place. That is why I'm disabusing your mind. I'm trying to tell you that what you have gained, what you have had, what you are enjoying, what you have entered into right now is not where you are going. I'm trying to tell you that your business has not entered that level yet. I'm trying to tell you that in the area of your career, you haven't entered there yet. The area of your job, you haven't entered there yet. There is something bigger. Tell your neighbor there is something bigger. Tell him like a prophet. Tell her like a prophet. Point your finger at his face, at her face, and tell him or her, God is going to bring you there. Oh, somebody didn't do what I said. I want you to point to them like a prophet. Tell them, God is going to bring you there. Oh my God. I am here to tell you. Some of you have been stagnated for too long. Some of you have been going around in circles for too long. The time for you to move forward has come. The time for you to rise out of where you are has come. The time for you to enter into your purpose has come. The time to enter into the destiny has come. This is your time. Oh, I have come to announce to you. I am just, I am just a voice. I am just a voice that is bringing a message to you that the time has come to rise from where you are and move into where you're going in the name of Jesus. Oh, ra de 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 de. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. The conspiracy of witches is not enough. The conspiracy of the economy is not enough. The conspiracy of the political realm is not enough. It does not matter what is happening there. There is a God that sits above the affairs of men. He rules in the land of men. He is the God of all flesh. He is the father of all spirits. He is the omnipotent God. He is the ruler of the universe. He is the emperor. He is in charge. He is Lord. He is master. He is king of kings. If somebody believe me, say amen. God has something for you. I said God has something for you. Sit down. Deuteronomy chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1. The Lord brought this scripture into my heart. As I was praying and pacing up and down. Then we turned and we journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea. As the Lord spoke to me. And we skirted the Mount of Seir for many days. Listen. By this time, you know what? These guys... They had left Egypt by the word of the Lord, by the revelation of God. I don't care where you are right now. It might be by revelation. But you know what? It's time to move further. Oh, Raketa Buradia. 
Yes, yes, it's time to move further. They had come to this place based on the instruction of God. They had gotten to that particular spiritual location, that spirit geographical location by the revelation and by the leading of the Spirit of God. I want to say to you, you may have gotten to where you are right now, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your finance, maybe in your life spiritually, or in any area of your life by the revelation and by the leading of God. I'm trying to say to you, there's something greater that is coming by the revelation of God again. You're going to rise out of where you are and move on to where you ought to be. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to people of faith? Hallelujah. And then he says, they had been there for how many days? Many days. Many days. And the Lord spoke to me saying, you have skirted this mountain long enough. You have skirted long enough. Enough. Tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Long enough. Prophesy to him. Prophesy to her. It's time to move northward. It's time to move where? Northward. It's time to move northward. We're not doing verse 4. Don't worry. It's time for you to do what? Now, let me tell you something. You know, the north is actually the location where the throne of God is. Yeah. So he's bringing you closer. And the Bible says, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So there are pleasures you have never seen, you have never experienced. God is bringing you closer. He's bringing you closer. He's taking you out of that stagnated life. I speak into your life right now. Every form, every power, every conspiracy of forces in your family, of your past, every conspiracy of spiritual forces that have kept you stagnated, you kept circling at the same spot, you kept being at the same level, now let it be broken! Now let it be broken! Now let it be broken. Now let it be broken. In the name of Jesus. I lose you from the tyranny. I lose you from the conspiracy of your present location. I lose you from the tyranny. I lose you from the conspiracy of your present location. In the name of Jesus, I'm sent by God. I didn't come on my own accord. And I speak by the authority of the Spirit of Christ. Let the yoke that is holding you be broken. Let the mystery that is holding you be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, let the power, let the power, the influence, the chains that have kept you there. Now let them break. Let them break. Let them break. Let them break. Lift up your two hands. Let them break. Let them break. Let them break. Let them break. Let the captivity be broken. Let the chains be broken. In the name of Jesus. The name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. Let the chains break. Every conspiracy. Every tyranny. 
of your present location. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. Ale vetu antu ravust indalus mekuf neli vahut ivatunea moshta alivatustea me vistu ustani me ikatu rabuste and I shall cause your shame to be turned to fame miftali isduftnista livreki igast nulia robo ikavu iratuze I brought you and I will take you I will take you into your destiny. I will take you into your inheritance. Get yourself set. Get yourself set. Prepare yourself. Prepare your heart. Prepare your mind. Prepare your house. Because you are moving forward. You are rising up. Mifetu kalibaruste. In Jesus' name. Genesis 37, verse 2. Genesis 37, verse 2. And this is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Go on. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Mm, go on. And, but when the brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Verse 5. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. And there were binding sheaves. We were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his, for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream. The hatred of men. The hatred of women, the envy of people, the conspiracy of, of, of your location and conspiracy of forces and powers will not stop the revelation of God for your life. Someone say, I'm unstoppable. You will not be stopped because the revelation will keep coming. The dreams of God will keep coming. The purposes of God will be revealed in the name of Jesus. It shall be progressive. You will not stagnate. You will not remain at one point. You will rise above where you are. In Jesus' name. Then he dreamed still another dream. And he told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. And so he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Mm. And his brothers did what? Envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. This was God speaking to him. But of course, when the revelation came, then <laughs> we begin to see conspiracies. We begin to see all kinds of plans 
and plottings and intrigues and evil strategies against this same man whom God had revealed his purposes to. I don't care who is conspiring. I don't care what is conspiring. But listen to me, the purpose of God will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. But let me show you what God showed me. Amen? Verse 23 and 24. So this time, the brothers went, you know, to take care of flock. And then Joseph was sent to meet his brothers and see what happened. So it came to pass, when Joseph had come to his brothers, that they did what? They stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. They thought it was the tunic that was going to be responsible for the fulfillment of the purpose and the dream. It wasn't the tunic. It's not the physical things. It's not the natural things. Even if they take your car, you know what? Something greater is coming. Even if they had taken your money, something greater is coming. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even if they touched your children, affected your life, afflicted your health, or affected your business, or affected your marriage, listen to me, something greater, the dream of God, the purpose of God, the revelation of God, the will of God concerning you will come to pass. Hallelujah. It's coming to pass. Amen. Let's read verse 24. And they took him. After having stripped him, all right? They took him and did what? Cast him into a what? And the pit was empty and there was no water in it. When I began to, when I read this, the Lord made me understand. He said, check the meaning of that word. When I went to the Hebrew, I saw that the word pit is bowl. And the word bowl actually means a dungeon. It actually means a prison. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the Lord began to say to me, there are those of you that are here. It looks like the enemy has put you into a pit. It looks like he has brought you into a dungeon. It looks like he has brought you to a prison. You just can't move. You see, what they were thinking, they were planning. God is so strategic. He is the, is the extraordinary strategist. And he does things, I mean, amazing things. God used the envy of his brothers. So I don't care how many people are envious of you. I don't care how many people hate you. You know what they are doing to you? They are just like that obstacle that stood before the river. They couldn't stop the river. But they helped it to manifest its capacity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter what they have brought against you. It doesn't matter what they have said. It doesn't matter what they have done. It doesn't matter the hatred. It doesn't matter the arrows that have been released against you. I'm here to say to you today that those arrows are just conveyors. They are just there to transport you. It may not look easy. It may not feel like it's okay. But don't worry. It's simply a conveyor belt. It's taking you into the promise. It's taking you into the purpose. It's taking you into that inheritance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so he said, I should speak to you. That any one of you who is inside a pit, whoever you may be, it doesn't matter what that pit is. God is going to bring you out of it. I said, God is bringing you out of it. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. 
So they felt that they were going to stop him. But he is unstoppable. When you have the dream of God, when you have the purpose and the revelation of God, you are unstoppable. Somebody say, I'm unstoppable. So there are forces that have conspired to tie you down and keep you at ground zero. But you're not going to remain there. You're going to come out of it. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. Everyone here that is found in this situation that is bound, that is stagnated, that's going around in circles, that has been placed inside a pit. I speak into your life. I speak into your family. I speak into your destiny. Let the hand of God bring you out. In the name of Jesus, let the power of God bring you out. In the name of Jesus, let the hand of God manifest in your life and turn things around for you. In the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so when you are going, when you are moving into that place of destiny, listen to me. When the children of Israel were in Egypt and God had told them that it was time for them to come out and time to move, God had given a revelation to Moses and Moses was moving by the power of supernatural revelation and a supernatural encounter. And Moses had come to Pharaoh to say, this is what God has said and these people ought to leave now. Their time to go has come. And Pharaoh was dilly-dallying. Pharaoh was saying, no, you can't go. No, even if you want to go, you can't go far. He says, no, even if you want to go, let only the men go. Leave your children behind. He said, even if you want to go, you know, go and then, you know, leave every other thing here. And God is saying to you, as you are going to come out of your pit, as you are going to come out of your dungeon, listen, you are going to come out with your family. You're going to come out with your stuff. You're going to come out with your finance. You're going to come out with your health. You're going to come out with your sanity. You're not going to leave anything behind. You're going to take everything that God has given to you. And move into your place of destiny. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And the spirit of God said to me this morning. He said that when he's taking you and I into our purpose, there is another thing that he does. It's called the power of divine orchestration. Divine orchestration. I just want to say this very briefly and then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Divine or supernatural orchestration. This is when God goes beyond your ability. You know, God goes beyond your capacity. Are you hearing me? God goes beyond your talents. It's not about your talent. It's not about your capacity. It's not about your ability. It's not about your strength. It's not about your connections. And he goes beyond all those things in order to bring you into what he has for you. And he begins to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Praise God. So he begins to orchestrate things. And how does this orchestration happen? How does it happen? He says, he says, and this orchestration also is this. When God's foreknowledge, his wisdom and understanding and his power manifest in your affairs and your situation to achieve his purpose and plan. Hmm. So God will now begin to use other people. He'll begin to use the witch, the wizard. He begins to use the, the, the conspirators <laughs> to just take you from where you are to move you because the same people that put him into the pit were the ones that brought him out of the pit. They didn't know what they were doing. They thought, let's just find a way and finish this guy. And, 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 they, and they sold him into slavery. 
And when they took him into slavery, the Bible would tell us that it came to a time that the wife of Potiphar looked at him and said she likes him and she wants to, you know, to have an affair with him. And he says no. And, and you know, it, it created a problem. When he created a problem, uh, Potiphar comes back home and his wife began to, you know, she just began to say things. Things that this guy did not do. And so he was sent into prison. Potiphar did not know that God was actually using him to take this guy closer. Closer to where the, the, the dream would be fulfilled. To where the purpose will come to pass. Listen to me. Every one of the words of God concerning you, they have a particular location where they must come to pass in your life. God would say to the prophet Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17, if you read from verse 1 down, he begins to tell him how, you know, th there was famine and there was drought, no water, no rain in the land. And God says to him, arise from this place and go to the brook. Go to the brook because I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. The ravens were such unclean beasts, unclean animals. And this guy, the prophet of God, Elijah, would have said, no. How can you use this kind of animal to feed me? But oh no, he just put aside, you know, his religious bias. And he got, you know, blessed by what God released to him. Sometimes God will send you people. People that you really despise. People that you really don't like. But you don't know. Those guys are actually the ones that will bring your miracle to pass. That is why I want to say to you this morning, don't despise anybody. Don't despise them. Maybe they didn't go to school. Maybe they smell. Maybe they have an infirmity. Maybe they don't come from a high family and all of that. Don't despise them because it is possible that that one you're looking down on may actually be the key to your miracle. The miracle you've been crying about. That you've been fasting about. And you've been seeking God about. It might be in the heart of that man or of that woman. If you don't believe me, ask Elijah. Because he learned the lesson properly. And so even after that, God could even send him to a, a, a widow in Zarephath. Because the brook had dried up. And God says to him, go to Zarephath and meet this widow. I have already commanded her that she may feed you and sustain you. A widow. And he comes to Zarephath and here is this widow. Just like what God had said. She was now gathering a few sticks. A few sticks. To feed herself and her son, after which they will die. In other words, there, wasn't not, there was nothing much in the house. There was nothing much for them to eat. And, 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 and you know, ordinarily, Elijah would have said, Oh, God, what you said to me is really not, uh, you are not really talking. But he had learned his lesson with the raven. Amen. So the moment he saw the woman, he knew that this was what God wanted done. Praise God. So I'm saying to you today, it doesn't matter the, the envy of man. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter how things are around. So long as God has spoken it, God is going to bring it to pass. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? And so when those things are happening, understand this, that it's only bringing you closer. Amen. It's only bringing you closer. Amen. When they sold him into slavery, it was bringing him closer. I, I went into the issue of uh, Elijah to let you know that there is always a location for all the promises of God. There is a place. Because God told him, he said, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. There. So if you don't find yourself there, you lose out. So when the hatred is all around you, it's only taking you closer. When things are not moving well, it's only bringing you closer. Just hold on to your God. 
believe in God, he does not fail. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whenever those things are conspiring, and those people are conspiring, it doesn't matter. Because you know what? The Bible will tell me in the book of First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, that if the princes of this world had known, if they had known this wisdom we are talking about, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't know that when they were conspiring, they were actually working out ways for him to get closer to his glory. I see you getting closer to your glory. I see you coming into your inheritance in the precious name of Jesus. So God will orchestrate events. He will orchestrate events. And how he does this is by doing things that are beyond what you dream. Beyond what you prayed for. Final scripture, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. There is a power that is at work in us. Amen? So it doesn't matter what is happening around us. There is a power that is working in us. And that power is going to manifest, amen, beyond what we think. It's going to manifest things beyond what we imagine. It's going to manifest things beyond what we prayed for. I don't know what you've been praying about. I don't know how you've been praying for your family. I don't know how you've been praying for your job. I don't know how you've been praying for your future. But listen to me. There is a wind of supernatural orchestration that God is releasing in this place that is going to bring you into your destiny. Somehow, without them knowing it, men are going to just raise you and bring you in and sit you upon your throne and bring to pass the promise of God and bring to pass the destiny of God. If you believe it, say amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.